Hi, you're listening to the Go Time Podcast with Impact Church in Fredericksburg, Virginia, and I'm Pastor Brandon. Go Time stands for Global Outreach Time, where we share about the amazing things that God is doing through Impact Church in our neighborhoods, Northern Virginia, and the nations. To get involved or find out more information, check out our website at impactfxbg.church. Thanks for listening. Sometime. First thing I want to do is I want to call up uh, Esther. Uh, come up with me. I don't know where the microphones went. They're in the chair right here behind us. Oh, look at this. This is amazing. It's like our own little, own little talk show. We have, have a seat, Esther. This is great. Well, have a seat. You first. It's a, it's a, no, you got this. There you go. Look, she did so. Yeah. Good job, Esther. I am not going to have a seat, but I'm going to say I've I got a I've got a thing. I've got a thing. <laughs> hey, um, man, we, it's so good to have Esther with us. So um, Esther has uh, been a part of her and her family helping to start the church uh, way back when. And, um, and so one of the things Esther has, uh, we've uh, sent Esther since off to college. And uh, she goes to college in Lynchburg, Virginia. Uh, but she came back home this summer and um, I know it was kind of a little bit of a, a stressor those first couple of weeks, like, what am I going to do? And God provided. And I, just, I wanted you to hear just how God answered so many of Esther's prayers and how God provided for her this summer and what she's been up to. And, uh, and so um, if you haven't seen her in and out, that, that's because she's been serving the Lord. So Esther, tell us a little bit about what you've been up to this summer. Uh, okay, so I, like Pastor Brandon said, I was trying to find a job when I first came back from school. And I applied at, like, this is not an exaggeration, but, like, over 20 different places, and I didn't get, like, any of the jobs. And there was even, like, weird stuff happened where, like, they would say, oh, yeah, we want to hire you, and then they would just, like, disappear. Whoa. It was really weird. So I decided that maybe I wasn't supposed to have a job this summer, and uh, so I just kind of, I was like, all right, I'm just going to do, like, whatever, I what comes up. And so then my mom was having a completely unrelated conversation with a friend of ours that, uh, they run a camp out in the Culpeper area, and uh, they were like, oh, yeah, we still haven't been able to find a senior counselor for one of the girl cabins, and, like, we have this lady that's, like, going to do it, but she also has another job that she needs to be doing this summer. So they were like, we, you know, if Esther's interested, maybe she could do it. So long story short, I ended up being a senior counselor all summer, um, and it was crazy, but it was so good. Like, it was... Um, it was amazing for me because I, like, I knew that was where I was supposed to be, and God showed me that, and, like, every week there was things where I was, like, I just I can't make it through this week, and God just gave me what I needed mm. to get through each week, and uh, so, yeah, it was a really, really awesome summer. Wow. Esther, that's amazing. I, I, bet, I bet it could have been a little discouraging those first week or two, right? Like, looking for yeah. a job, <laughs> getting turned down 20 times, you know? <laughs> yeah. And wondering, Lord, what do you have? And then this camp, like right down the road, too. Yeah, yeah. That's amazing. So tell us a little something. Now, this is camp world, right? So yes. you're like up, and you, you were working with high school girls? or uh, So each week was a different age group. Uh, a lot of the weeks were elementary schoolers, and then um, there were two teen weeks. So they did a middle school, high school week, and then they did a middle school week for like the last week of camp, which wow. was Great way to end camp. Yeah, so, <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> so how many weeks in a row did you work camp? Uh, seven. Seven weeks in a row? I went to Centric Kid Camp with our kids after one weekend. It took me like two weeks to recover from that. <laughs> so, man, that's fantastic. That's amazing. So seven weeks of camp in a row. 
amazing. I bet you saw God do some pretty awesome stuff. I so did, yeah. Could you have like maybe just one story or one overarching theme you could share with us? Okay, I have one really cool story. Um, my mom loves this story, so <laughs> I will tell it to you guys. Um, so there was this, we had a foster care week where we had um, foster care kids that are in the foster care system came, and they could come to camp for a week for free. And um, so we had 11, no, we had 12 uh, kids that week, and uh, six girls and six boys. And so one of the girls in my cabin was um, a little, very difficult, um, and she uh, she lost one of her rings uh, on Thursday night. And the next morning she woke up and she was like, I can't find my ring, I can't find my ring. And she didn't want to do anything until we found her ring. Mm. And uh, so I told her, I was like, all right, we have to go do, like, we have to go to breakfast, we have to do our, like, devotions and everything like that. And uh, she was very, like, anti-devotions. <laughs> like, she did not like chapel, <laughs> she didn't like devotions. And, like, I had to, like, she was like, we went to breakfast, did our stuff. She, we were coming back to the cabin to get stuff for going to chapel. And she, one of the other counselors that was in there, she was like, Esther, like, she's said she's not coming to chapel until she finds her ring. And I was like, okay. So I went up and I was like, all right. I said, you do not have a choice. Like, you have to come to chapel. Like, we'll find your ring after chapel. So we went to chapel, and uh, I was, like, praying when we got back to the cabin. She was like, you have to come help me find my ring. And I was like, all right. I was like, God, please help us find this ring because she's <laughs> not going to do anything until we find this <laughs> ring. And uh, so I kept praying, and I was, like, looking around the cabin, and I went and, like, to the bathroom. I looked in there, and I looked in the gravel, like, on the way to the bathroom, and I couldn't find this ring. And I, all the whole time, I just felt like God was saying, you need to pray with her. Like mm. You need to say, all right, let's pray. And I was like, no, because if I do that and we don't find the ring, then she's going to be like, oh, well, like God's not real. And like he doesn't care about me or whatever. But God was like, don't, what you, a think, conundrum. <laughs> don't you think I can handle that? Like, don't you think I can defend my name? And I was like, oh my God. <sighs> I was like, okay. So I was like, and I, if you know me, I'm not very like confrontational. I don't like to talk to people like, and anyway, so I went up and I was like, all right. I said, we're going to pray that we can find your ring. <laughs> she said, she's like, all right, fine. So we prayed. And I was like, <laughs> I was like, oh, no. So we prayed. And I was looking around. I went back to the bathroom. I, like, went through the trash. And I still couldn't find this ring. And I went back to the cabin, was looking under the beds. And I just, like, you know, I was like, I should start looking under the other beds, like, next to her bed. And uh, I was looking around under this other bed. And there was a bunch of junk under there because it was someone else's bed and I pulled out this black shirt and I like opened it up and the ring like fell out of it and I was like thank you Lord so I went I was like look I said is this your ring and she's like yeah and I was like praise God like we found your <laughs> ring and she was like she was like yeah and I was like I don't know like I mean but that was something that she could concretely say yeah. like we prayed that they we would find the ring and then we found it so that's amazing yes that was that's, <laughs> that's so cool man praise God for that yeah give the Lord some praise you know, it's such little things like that that we think, oh, that's no big deal. But for someone who doesn't believe in God, and then they see God actively show up, and God says, you ain't finding the ring till you pray with this girl, right? And then Esther's like, I don't know, let me shake this shirt on someone else's bed, which <laughs> probably against camp rules. You did a great job. It's awesome. No, I was the counselor, so. Oh, okay, that's good, <laughs> it's yeah. It's okay. <laughs> no, man, that, that is so cool. Um, so Esther, man, it sounds like it was an awesome summer. Sounds like you were exactly where God wanted you to be. And uh, thank you for letting us as your church share in that with you because uh, we couldn't all go work camp this summer, uh, but you could. 
And so that's like an extension of us as you're getting a chance to serve the Lord and we get a chance to support you uh, in the background. And so we want to continue to cheerlead for you and support you in the background. Um, so I know in the next couple of weeks, you're going to be getting ready to go back to college in Lynchburg and you just had this amazing summer. Uh, what are some ways that we can pray for you and really just cheerlead you on in uh, the background as you get ready for the, your next semester? Um, I, I guess would ask that you guys would pray like I've got some like decisions I need to make about stuff at school that are like tough for me to make and uh, then I'm also uh, just praying that I would be able to um, have a better year like spiritually because last year was like super hard for me and for many reasons but um just that I would stay, like, faithful in my time with the Lord um, because that's the only thing that's going to, like, keep me uh, secure in that. And um, just not letting the darkness of uh, a lost campus um, get to me, I guess, if that makes sense. Yeah, no, it does. It does. So, so listen, man, Esther's going to need our love and our support as she goes back, in my opinion, to one of the largest unreached mission fields in our country, a college campus. And uh, she's going to need our love and our support. And so uh, make sure that when you see her today, give her a high five. Tell her God's with her. God loves her and uh, that you're with her, too. And uh, support her. And Esther, no, I want you to just take a mental snapshot. Um, I don't know how, if you'll be back before you move to college, but take a mental snapshot so you just see people who are in your corner loving you, praying for you, and here for you, okay? Can I pray for you? All right, let's pray. Heavenly Father, thank you so much for Esther. Lord, thank you for the example she is to us of waiting on you. Lord, after 20 rejections, I would have just uh, stayed home and eat, ate Oreos all day. But Lord, you are faithful and good. And Lord, you had a plan and a purpose. And so Lord, now Esther, because she waited on you, she's more like you, Lord. And so we give you praise and thanksgiving. Thank you for letting us hear that testimony, Lord, of the ring. And uh, Lord, and even thank you for the work she got to do among um, children in the foster care system. And Lord, we as a church, we just lift those children and families up to you and pray, God, you would continue that good work and strengthen them and be with them, Lord. And, um, and Father, we just pray that now as Esther gets ready to go back to college, that, uh, Lord, your word says um, that you are with us wherever we go to be strong and courageous, uh, Lord. And, and uh, Father, I pray that she would um, run and not grow weary, or run and not faint, Lord, and that uh, she would trust in you and you would shine your light through her wherever she goes, God. Um, so please keep the evil one from her and let your presence go with her. Um, we love her, but we know you love her even more. So we pray your presence over her life. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Let's give Esther a hand. Thank you, Esther. Awesome, man. That's an awesome testimony, right? Uh, but we, we're not done today, so there's a bunch of people who didn't want me to preach today, so let's have our, uh, they, no, they're doing a good job, man, preaching. Uh, let's have our Oregon Go team come on up, so if you guys, yeah, you guys can give them a hand. Come on. They hear you clapping, so they're walking slow. That's right, keep going, keep going. We Oregon, what? All right, here, you, well, that's okay. That's all right. Give you guys some microphones, so, um, hey, um, so one of the things here at Impact Church that we celebrate is uh, we, it's kind of weird, but we celebrate empty chairs at our church. 
And you may be going, actually, that's really weird because uh, most of the time, uh, you know, people don't, uh, churches don't celebrate empty chairs. They have entire staff meetings and business meetings about empty chairs. But empty chairs are really good for us because it means, one, they remind us of people we have sent out to go on mission, and, uh, and they're, so they're not taking up seats, and it also reminds us of the hundreds of thousands of people within driving distance to this church um, who, who don't know Jesus yet, who we desperately want to know Jesus. So this team um, emptied some chairs a couple of weeks ago and flew off to the other side of the country to the great northwest, which I was thinking about. If this was like 150 years ago, you guys may not have even made it out there because you had to ride horses and stuff. So it's really awesome that... <laughs> It's really, really awesome that you guys made it back. That's right, uh, sir. Um, but uh, anyway, so we're we're celebrating our, our Oregon Go team, and uh, this is a, our second year of partnership and sending a team out to go to the Northwest. Um, and you may say, oh, the Northwest, why would you send a mission team or take a mission trip still in America? Because America really needs Jesus, and, uh, and especially the Northwest. Um, and so it's not like the East Coast, and it's just different. So I'm going to let them tell you a little bit about it. Franklin, uh, Franklin was our fearless leader. Um, yeah. <laughs> uh-huh. and, um, and so, Franklin, maybe tell us a little bit about what you guys did, kind of what your objectives were, what you guys did. And then uh, what I'd like is for these guys um, uh, just to share a little bit. we got Lexi, Katie, and Tyler, and uh, maybe they could share a little bit about a story or something that stood out to them. So I'll, I'll give it over to you guys. Okay, so um, so we're over there uh, helping out a, a replant, um, one of our partners out there, and um, we're there trying to promote their camps and stuff like that, and, and, and so we go to the, we canvass the, the neighborhoods and go out to a park and, and do snow cones and stuff like that, and um, the great news is that uh, we actually doubled their camp that week. Wow, you know, that's we could, awesome. Every time something happened, yeah. <laughs> but uh, it was awesome seeing God work, but uh, I'm going to hand it off to, to them so they can tell you the real story. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Spill Lexi. the tea. Okay, so I'll get us started. Um, so I have a really cool story about like how God sent me to Oregon, which please ask me about later. I don't look at script, but I'm going to. This is your moment. <laughs> I don't look at another story. Okay, all right, so, go ahead. Hang on, what? What am I, chopped liver? Yeah, I'm just kidding. Go ahead. <laughs> Can you hear me in this one? Okay. Um, so I was kind of being, I guess you would say, like self-centered and looking for something for me to benefit me in Oregon. And while we were at the park, we were handing out invitations and inviting people to church. And so I got to talk to them and be like, has anyone invited you to church before? And if they said no, I was like, here you go, you're invited. Um, but if they were like, yeah, I've been, I was like, oh, how was that? And there were times where people would 
say like really upsetting stories about like, oh, people disrespected me, um, the pastor didn't like behave in a godly way, people told me I shouldn't be at church because I'd been in prison, or that there were so many other stories, but um, it was just really sad to hear that a place where they go to see God and meet people that represent Jesus and love them actually felt the opposite. Mm. And so it was really great opportunity that I got to just say like sorry on behalf of the church, on behalf of Jesus, and just reinvite them to a relationship with him. And I feel like coming back from the trip and debriefing, that was my mission was to just say sorry to them and reinvite them to a relationship with Jesus. And it wasn't about me at all, but it was about the people there. Hmm. That's awesome. Yeah. Okay, well, Tyler and I kind of have the same story, so if you want to give him the other microphone, we can tag Is this how it in. was the whole trip? <laughs> whole time. Does it work? Hello? Yeah, Hello? okay, Ooh, great. Fancy. <laughs> fancy. This is nice. This is nice. Sorry. Okay, um, I'm not good at talking in front of people. He just got baptized last <laughs> week. He thinks he's, like, in charge of the church. I'm just playing. Go ahead with your bad self. Okay. <laughs> so um, Tyler and I, we were pretty much paired up. Yeah. Lexi was our extrovert, and she left us, so we were um, <laughs> ragtagging it together. Um, <laughs> um, so <laughs> She said multiplying. Yeah, that was funny. Anyway, go ahead. Um, <laughs> we went door-to-door a lot yeah. together, um, and we're – like um, Franklin said, we're like inviting people to church, inviting people to our kids' camps and sports camps. And um, we went up to this one house. I don't even think we rang the doorbell, did we? Mm. No. Beat on the door. No, we, no, we didn't even. She just walked. She she saw us and just came to open the door. Oh. Like God <laughs> was like. <laughs> God was like. She knows. I don't know. We didn't even have to knock. Like we Jesus were just. Jesus opened the door. Jesus opened the door. So, the dog. You want to talk oh about yeah, the dog well, real quick? So, they had a dog. I guess they were actually going to take the dog out, like, to walk the dog, as you do with dogs. <laughs> and uh, just so happened that the dog's name was Lexi. So, Lexi the dog. <laughs> Is this even true? Yes. yes. Lexi <laughs> the dog. Lexi the dog. And Lexi was a very good dog. Well, Lexi was barking at yeah, us. Yeah, Lexi right. was barking, but she was protecting her family, so good dog. Yeah, so Pamela comes and opens the door while Lexi is barking, and it's kind of chaotic, and we're like, hi, and um, <laughs> we're like, we're from, what is the church? Living Hope We're church. from Living Hope Church. <laughs> yeah, so Tyler was in charge of making sure I said the right church. Um, and... Um, I was like, we want to invite you to all these things. And she's, she's like, I don't really have kids, but like, blah, blah, blah. And she looked at me, she's like, do I know you? And I was like, no. <laughs> <laughs> I'm from Virginia. And I was like, well, I do have a celebrity lookalike. She's on The Walking Dead, blah, blah, blah. And she's like, I don't bring that into my house. And I was like, same girl. <laughs> and <laughs> so, um, then what happened? <laughs> so... We almost didn't even go to her house because we couldn't really figure out where the front door was. Oh, yeah. the houses in Oregon, they're not, they, like, hide the doors. They just don't want people to find. It's a maze. <laughs> yeah. It's so a maze. Wow. We walked through what felt like a maze. 
to get to this lady's front door. Which was, like, on the side of her house, not even at the front. At the front. It was weird. But we – dogs started barking, so lady came to the door, and we were talking to her, and the whole – she didn't bring the juju of walking dead into her house. <laughs> and mm-hmm. So then I was like, well, is there any way, like, have you been to church? Can we pray for you? And she's like, yeah, you can pray for us. And I was like, what about? And she's like, I don't want to tell you because I'm too embarrassed. Like, I'm not going to – I can use prayer, but I'm too embarrassed to say what I need prayer for. So then we just start praying, and I don't even remember what I said. I'm just, like, praying, and the Lord took over. And um, afterwards, she was like – she's like, oh, my goodness, like, thank you, like, almost in tears. Like, I don't – Yeah. I don't even know. So – they got Lexi, the dog, back inside. She stopped barking when she saw us, and she, as we're le- leaving, um, she was like, what did she, what did she say? <laughs> I don't know you tell me. I, I think she was like, saying. she was like, um, <laughs> not good at this. No, you're doing great. We're, I'm like on the edge of my seat right now. <laughs> what did she say? <laughs> well, she's like, um, like, I think she had told us before that, like, she knows when Lexi's barking that it's, like, scary because she knows when it's bad people and good people. So then when Lexi came back to the door and was, like, not barking, she's like, I knew y'all were good people. Mm. I was like, yeah, see, I told you. (laughs) (laughs) That's awesome. That's awesome. See, you never know, like, just such a simple difference. And what I've heard, Franklin, is that there's not enough darkness in the world to cover the glimmer of one small light, right? So it doesn't take much when it's so dark spiritually doesn't take much of a light. Just knocking on a door, taking the effort of going through the maze to knock on the door to say, can I pray for you? And it makes such a huge difference. So. Can I tell one more story? Uh, one more. One more. All right. So this one we're all a part of, right? On the, on the left, top left, you're going to see um, um, Lexi and Katie t- um, with Cindy. So uh, one of the times we went to see the local area, we went to the town next to it, and... Um, we're up at this mountain, mountain about 6,000 feet in the air, right, to look at the mountain behind us, which is 15,000 feet in the air. And, um, and we get up there, Mount Shasta, yeah. We were on Mount, Mount Ashley. And um, we get up there, and all of a sudden we're at the top, and this lady on the bike just sneaks behind us and says, can we take a picture of you? We're like, oh, yeah, sure, let's take a picture and stuff like that. And... I'm going to hand it over to Katie. <laughs> yeah, good. Okay, so then she's, like, not doing well. She's, like, pale and, like, breathing really heavy, and it's, like, looks like she could, like, pass out, and we're, like, are you okay? And she's, like, no, <laughs> I've been biking. I biked up this whole mountain, and then I was biking down, and there was supposed to be this place where we could get food, and it was closed, and that was what I was banking on, and so I'm, like, shaky. And <laughs> So I was like, well, she's like, I have water, but it's hot water, and so it's, like, making me want to throw up. And I was like, I have water. So I just book it over to our van um, and pull out my backpack, and I'm like, here. And so I have my water bottle, and it has ice water in it, and I just dump it into her water bottle. And she's like, thank you, thank you, thank you. And it's, like, getting a little revitalized because she's got this cold water. And I was like, do you need a granola bar? I have three. And she's like... Sure. So I give her a granola bar, and granted, I want you to know that this whole trip, I've been trying to pawn off these granola bars because everybody's like, I'm hungry. I was like, I have a granola bar. 
They're like, no. And I'm like, okay. Every, sing- every day, I'm like, I have granola bars. We need it. And so Cindy takes a granola bar, and she is, like, getting more color in her face. And I'm like, praise the Lord that nobody ate these granola bars. And <laughs> well, well, well uh, to, to, to top that off, she was having a hard time even opening up the, the wrapper. That's how weak she was. Yeah. And all of a sudden, she ate the granola bar, and she, like, sprung Lit to life. Up. Yeah. And so I eventually, I was like, I have two more. Do you want any more? And she's like, no, it's okay. And I asked her, we're progressing our conversation. I'm like, have some more. And she's like, okay. So I got to give her all three of my granola bars. It was great. Um, do you want to go now? Well, I mean, I, I mean, I can. But uh, so all of a sudden, she's about to leave, and and Katie asks, "Can we pray for you?" And all of a sudden, she breaks down. Um, and you know, she's tired. You know, um, she wants to get down the hill. She wants to get home. <laughs> you know, and she asked for prayer for strength, obviously, to get down from the hill. And then um, the one that got us was that she asked for joy in her life. Um, and, you know, yeah. Um, well, <laughs> so it's, so isn't that amazing that someone lacks joy, but they know they lack it, yeah, you yeah, know? Yeah. And that seems to be a theme of what we see, especially in the Northwest, right, of, of people who just lack that joy, and they don't even know, but they know they're missing something, right? Mm-hmm. And it's so cool that you guys have this encounter on a mountain that I'm sure was total coincidence. Well, and that's the, that's the, it was. oh, okay. So, so that's the thing. It might seem like coincidence, but God blessed me with the opportunity of going back this year. I went there last year, and I literally saw how God orchestrated the schedule and, one, got this mission trip together because that's a whole nother story. Take me to lunch. <laughs> so, <laughs> uh, but uh, just how he uh, changed the schedule around, different than we did it last year, and you know, um, you know, for, for give you a little insight on on the inner workings of the church world, we usually do the same schedule to make it easy on everybody. So they completely changed the schedule and had us, and we were there at that moment where that lady was. Um, and some people say coincidence. I'll say God. Yeah, of course, of <laughs> so. course. Yeah, well, let's give the Lord some praise yeah. for our Oregon Go team. Awesome. Um, listen, man, we're so excited for you guys, and we're thankful because, again, you guys went, but um, I know so many in our church were part of sending, right? We prayed for you, uh, gave financially to you. Um, it's such a miracle that they just really only had two or three weeks to get this thing together and became fully funded to go on this trip. So that's just a huge testament, not just to them who went, but to this entire church to be able to say, no, we got to send people with the gospel. Well, we do what we got to do to send people with the gospel. Um, and so, man, I just want to praise God for you as a church and praise God for you guys. And uh, man, we got more go trips coming up and more opportunities to partner and go spread the gospel. And um, so I want to encourage you guys, man, go ask them about the stories. Ask them what God did in their lives. We didn't have time to unpack everything today. And, and so come and ask them how it went. Take them out to coffee. Really look them in the eyes and hear them process what God is doing um, in their lives and in the lives of the people they interacted with. So let me just pray over you guys. And, um, and we're so thankful for you. And we're glad you guys made it back safely. And then, uh, yeah, we'll, we'll move on to our time in God's word. Let's pray together. Hey, Pastor Brandon here again. Thanks for listening to our Go Time podcast. Here's what I want to invite you to do. 
Connect with us on Facebook, Instagram, or YouTube at ImpactFXBG or our website, ImpactFXBG.Church. If something we talked about sparked an interest in you, we would love to hear from you. You can email hello at ImpactFXBG.Church. Until next time, let's keep living the dream.